Tournament Poker Edge, live. Hey everybody, welcome to Tournament Poker Edge Live, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com. This is Killing Bird, here with a rare solo edition of Tournament Poker Edge Live. Uh, all of the guys have headed out to play tournaments today, except for me. I have the day off, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, Big Dog is uh, playing the 1500 No Limit at the WSOP. Danny is playing the $400 two-day two starting day um, tournament over at the Venetian. Cougars and Ron Fez Buddy both arrived yesterday. Actually, Cougars arrived two days ago. Ron Fez Buddy arrived yesterday. They're both playing the 1500 No Limit at the Rio as well. And uh, Mark Galliotto is off grinding the sit-and-goes at the Rio, uh, which he's been doing quite a bit of, and I'll make sure to get him on an episode soon to talk about how that's going. Uh, so good luck to those guys, obviously, uh, all playing today. Should be fun times. Uh, also want to mention off the bat that uh, we'll be holding a little gathering this evening for Tournament Poker Edge members and pros over at Green Valley Ranch. It's a little bit of a lo- kind of a locals casino, but it's a little quieter and a little more uh, easy place to hang out and socialize. So we're going to do that tonight. Uh, obviously, some guys might not be able to make it because they might bust or they might not bust, uh, which hopefully nobody, hopefully nobody can make it because we want everybody to bag chips tonight in uh, in these huge tournaments. So hopefully that happens. But for those who uh, who unfortunately do not make day two. Um, we're all going to be hanging out at Green Valley Ranch tonight. So if you're in town, uh, come hang out. Probably show up there around 8 o'clock. Hang out till midnight or later, depending on how everybody's feeling. And uh, we'll buy you guys some drinks, and we'll have a good time. A um, little update from me. been uh, playing a few tournaments. Uh, actually, most recently, final table the Binions 1K. It was actually interesting, because I wasn't planning to play it. Uh, Mark and Casey were really excited to play that tournament and uh, because it was going to be such a soft field and uh, kind of convinced me that I should play. So I sold a little bit of action and entered. And uh, interestingly, it turned out not only to not be a soft field, but actually turned out to be probably the toughest field any of us have played in all summer. Uh, I think they got about 96 uh, runners, and I would say 75 to 80 of them were uh, really, really good players. Lots of uh, lots of online pros and uh, and just people who are really, really good at the game. I think um, I know Casey mentioned that at his table there was like one soft spot. At my table there was one early on, but he dusted pretty quick, and then uh, his seat was quickly filled by uh, a very competent player. So it was a pretty ridiculous field and, and not an easy tournament at all. Um, but managed to run pretty good and go pretty deep. Um, I think at dinner break, Mark, Casey, and I were all still in uh, with about 30 people left. Casey ended up busting shortly after dinner. Mark ended up, uh, I think, busting out around 22nd or so. Only paid nine, um, but still a nice run in that field for sure. Um, I played a hand really, really brutally bad right before the dinner break where I turned a straight into a bluff on a four-diamond board trying to get him to fold a smaller diamond. And he completely owned me by raising with air uh, and then showing after I folded. So I was a little bit tilted. Luckily, that hand happened right before dinner because I was able to kind of 
uh, go off, eat a little food, and just chill out and, and sort of uh, recover mentally uh, and come back and, and try to get in the game, which I was able to do. I uh, was able to actually double through that guy with... Um, he was ace-nine suited on an ace-ace-x board where I managed to get him to put all his chips in with jacks and uh, doubled up there. And then shortly thereafter, I uh, got into a hand with the table chip leader uh, when I raised king-queen suited uh, from middle position. He uh, re-raised from, I'm sorry, raised from the uh, big blind, um, and I flatted, and the flop came queen-queen-nine, I believe. And... Uh, we got some chips in on the flop, and then on the turn um, was a king giving me a boat. I check-raised him. Uh, we ended up getting all the chips in. He had queen-jack, so he had trips with a jack-kicker. I had the boat, uh, and we, uh, like I said, we got all the chips in. I managed to get uh, a huge double there, so I was up to 200k. And then just kind of chipped up really solidly from there on, playing a lot of small pots and stuff like that, you know, winning 20k here and 15k there. Uh, next thing I knew, I had about 300, 320, something like that, uh, and then got into a really bad spot where um, a tight, um, older English gentleman uh, raised from late position. Uh, I called with King 10 suited. Uh, flop came King King 10. I'm sorry, King 10 10. So I flopped the boat. He uh, he bet. I just called. Um, and then on the turn, he bet again. I raised, and he called. And the river was an ace. And he checked. And although I wasn't super stoked about the card, um, I don't feel like I can ever check a boat there. Um, I think he can have lots of other tens. Uh, I believe there was a flush out there. He could have a flush, he could have a straight. So um, I think there's hands he's going to pay me off with. I bet 50k. He jammed for like another 70, and I kind of threw up a little bit and called, and he had ace-10, and uh, it was uh, obviously a pretty a pretty huge pot. I think I would have had 600K or more um, if I win that hand, and I think he does pay off the river, obviously, with trips there. So it would have been nice for that hand to hold, but it didn't. Um, left me with like 120K, um, and then we got down to 10-handed, uh, and at that time, I think 120K was 30 bigs. And we played just a few more hands, 10-handed, and then when the level ended, we bagged for the night. Um, unfortunately, we were paying 9, and it kind of sucked for everybody to have to come back the next day and have one person bubble. But that was the way the structure was set up. We actually did a silent vote to decide if we should play down to the money or if we should just wrap it up for the night. And we needed everybody to vote one way for it to happen. Um, everybody except for one person voted to play it down to nine, but uh, because the one person voted against it, we weren't able to do that. So we came back the next day, ten-handed, and uh, I was a little stressed out at the bu about the bubble because, as you guys probably know, I've bubbled uh, three tournaments this summer, including two absolute stone bubbles. So um, it's been really frustrating, the bubble, and I was really dreading the possibility that that could happen again, but I had already convinced myself that I wasn't going to play differently because of that. I was just going to go in there and play my game, and I had 30 bigs, so it's not like I was in real big trouble, and there were two people with a little bit less chips than me, so um, I was just going to go in and play my game and, and try to try to win the thing. Uh, luckily, that ended up not really being an issue, because on the very first hand, uh, the, sh the guy with a little less chips than me got it all in with ace-king of clubs against um, one of the big stacks, ace-king of diamonds, and the flop came all diamonds, and that was it. Bubble broke on the very first hand of day two. So we were in the money, um, 
And then it was really hard to find spots. My table was three, four, and five betting like mad. Um, short stacks were really handcuffed and couldn't really get any spots to do anything unless you were the first one in the pot. And then usually when you were, you were getting raised. I tried to steal blinds probably five times. I don't think it worked more than once or twice. Um, so that was a little frustrating. Um, I picked a few resteal spots uh, where I just shipped over aggressive openers and uh, picked up some chips that way. I managed to just kind of stay afloat until we were six-handed. Um, never really got my stack. I think the biggest I ever got my stack was to about 135. So, like I said, never really picked up a lot of chips. Um, and then we went on break, and as soon as we came back, uh, I folded around to a pretty aggressive guy who opened, and I reshipped eights. And even if he wasn't aggressive, I'm obviously going to reship there all the time. I think I had 18 bigs, maybe 15 even. Um, and he snap caught with aces. Turned a straight draw on a flush drive, if I remember correctly, but was not able to uh, was not able to suck out and get there. So was out in sixth, but uh, a nice $5,200 score for a tournament that I wasn't even planning to play. And uh, and probably best of all, was able to uh, really learn a lot um, playing in that field. I think it was like the most educational poker tournament I've ever played. So feel really good about it. Um, you know, obviously you always want to win, but it's really hard to be upset when you you know put 5K in your pocket uh, for a tournament that you were not even intending to play in the first place. Uh, like I said, I did sell some actions. I didn't get all that money, but um, but still, um, you know, a very fine result and, and happy to have it. So. So that's kind of the update on me. Uh, my next tournament is tomorrow. I'm going to play day two, I'm sorry, day one B of the Venetian 400, which should be a huge field. So looking forward to that. And uh, and I'll certainly update you guys on how that goes. And we'll make sure and get the guys, uh, the other guys in the house on the podcast here in the very near future to talk about uh, the 1500 and the other tournaments they've been playing uh, over the last few days since our last update. So that is it from the TPE house. Thanks for listening to, tur- to Tournament Poker Edge Live, and we will see you guys all next time.
you